0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another, yes, another episode of What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. It's your host, with the most, MJ wu with your boys, Scott and Steven. Man, it's great to be back talking about fantasy, right? I mean, ah, God, I mean, uh, we had a little bickering this morning about uh, the free agency opening up um which i guess really is tampering and offering of contracts but geez what a great start we're going to discuss that today uh we got uh, some new segments for you uh we've been doing a lot of work and we can't wait to show it but before we start that uh, we're going to of course start with our icebreaker, which is our favorite marvel movie and mine is actually it's super easy for me it's going to be ant-man And of course, Oh, I actually do a movie and character. So excuse me. Um, Ant-Man is my favorite movie and my favorite character is Ant-Man. I think Paul Rudd is the perfect casting for that character. Hands down. I mean, I think like, geez, they're all well cast, but Paul Rudd is just so down to earth and plays a character so well. And I love the origin story that they presented to us.
1: And you just saw the new movie, correct?
0: Yes. Quantum mania. And I loved it. Um, I would arguably say the second movie is the weakest of the, tr- uh, the trilogy, but, um, all great, all great. Um, yeah. And so, uh, Scott, what you got?
2: So my favorite Marvel movie has to be Avengers infinity war. Uh, there's just something about Thanos collecting all the stones, um, and you know, just snapping his fingers and killing half the population. It's there's so but, many feels in that movie. And that's one of your favorite parts. That's not one of my favorite parts, but it, like it's the feels, man. The all the feels, like half of the Avengers, oh, okay. you know, die with the rest of the world, and um, and you kind of just like left there as everybody's just kind of like floating away as ashes, and 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 it just ends. Um, and I I know that that's also Steven's favorite as well. So we also picked our second favorite just to have a little differentiation. My second favorite would be the sequel to Infinity War, which is Avengers Endgame. Um, not just because it's <laughs> a sequel, and it kind of ties everything into a nice little bow, but I love the time travel aspect of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you guys know me. I love Inception and any kind of movie that deals with with time manipulation or time travel, I'm all about it. Uh, and so I, I really love that aspect of the movie. And my favorite mm-hmm. character is Captain America. He's the leader of the pack. He's the captain. Old cap. Steven, what you got?
1: Endgame and Captain America. How exciting um my i'll start so also yeah like scott said favorite movies infinity war i still remember like the theater i watched it in was really shitty theater but like the movie absolutely (laughs) blew me away so Um, good just so moving action-packed um bra i think it was the first time that like everyone right was like brought together not just like the core Avengers, it was like getting everyone in the MCU together, so I really love that aspect of it. Um, number two would be Civil War, which now that I say that, I think Civil War came before Infinity War. Is that right? Um, so I guess I correct myself, and maybe that's why I liked Civil Wars because it had, you know, more of the MCU than previous Avenger movies. Um, I don't know it was just a really great movie and again at the end i was just kind of like wow that was awesome um and favorite character is thor um dude is just awesome he is the guy he's got the girl he yeah he does so dreamy. And, Very dreamy. Uh, how can you not love Chris Hemsworth? I mean, yeah. And, and uh, I mean, obviously, he's got the hilarious side, too. So you got strength, you got beauty, and you got humor. So he's uh, he's my idol for sure. So uh, going and look. Which, which Thor is your favorite, though? Uh, you mean movie-wise? Or like Fat Thor versus not Fat Thor?
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> where I was going with that, man. How can you um, not love Fat Thor? Just drinking the beers, eating the pizza. That's got to be one of the funniest scenes in the entire like Marvel cine- For sure. uh, Cinematic Universe. I love that scene.
1: That was great. When I, but I also um, like you know you went from the long hair, two eyes to the short hair, one eye. Just so many, mm. so, many so much depth to Hemsworth.
0: Mysterious too. Yeah, yeah.
2: Question about your second favorite movie there though. You, you said Civil War, but I'm pretty sure that's a subtitle. What's what's the
1: the actual America. title?
2: Oh, the character you're just hating on. Okay, yeah, all right.
1: I mean, you know, he's 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 great. He's an integral part of the MCU and Avengers, but I don't. He's know. He's also the only other Avenger
2: that can lift Thor's hammer, so mm-hmm. that's true. He, he gets some. He gets
1: some street cred for that. I'll give yeah, it. Just a little cred. Yeah.
0: Um, um, yeah, but great stuff, you guys. Um, awesome movies. All way around but right now we're going to happily move into our next segment led by steven uh, which is going to recap a lot of what we did for our what's your fantasy football dynasty yeah so
1: we got a, a newly named dynasty league um taking the name from our podcast not to take away from our previous dynasty league previous and current dynasty league that we're still in but we do have a New one that we basically took members from an old league, got some new people, and made a great new league with a ton of our friends, um, all from Auburn, so really excited about it. And um, we have almost determined draft order, at least taken some steps to get there. Um, Started, as you do, with a random list generator online, sorted everyone's names in the group. Based off of that random list, you chose any skill player running back wide receiver tight end um, who you then got to see perform in a Madden full season simulation. So um, everyone chose again, a player um, I chose CMC MJ chose AJ Brown, Scott chose mistakes are made. Yeah.
0: Let's not
2: let's and, and, let's say when we pick these players. So I was the second person to get to pick. And I, I picked Justin Jefferson number two overall after Travis Kelsey was taken. Number one,
1: that is a, yeah, that's a good point. Chose them early. Um, I chose CMC at the three spot and MJ, you had what the 10th, 11th pick.
0: Eight? Yeah. I had the, um, was it, uh, I think I was 11th, 11th. Yeah. But I, I wanted Derrick Henry Finished second overall in points. He got sniped <laughs> two picks before me, and then Co- everyone forgot about Cooper Cup. People Co- just
1: uh, saw Cooper Cup get injured last year and think that he felt the face the planet. But according to Madden, he still got it, and he absolutely dominated this Madden simulation, giving Charlie the number one draft pick choice. Um, and again, I told you I had CMC finished. I think at number three mm-hmm. um and i chose the number three draft pick um aj brown finished at 11 Or oh, right. sorry no where did aj brown and justin jefferson finish i think yeah.
2: i have aj A. aj brown finished at 11 and uh justin jefferson finished 12 12 he got yeah. three touchdowns i Which- uh I I don't believe in Madden simulations anymore because there, it couldn't be more wrong. There's no way that Justin Jefferson only got three touchdowns in a 17 game season.
1: And but what what draft picks did y'all end up with?
0: 11th and
2: 10th because oh, MJ okay, I was, say, I, I was I didn't right. Make
1: the same pick.
2: Yeah, okay. I was. I was left with what was left over. MJ picked one before me and picked between 11th and 10th, and he wanted to be closer to. The turn to then get uh, a second big player before me so uh yeah mj and i are going to be walking all over each other on this on the startup draft which which is not fun because we have like the same strategy so good luck scott (laughs) that's
1: that's a good uh good segue into kind of just talking about what's our first round and maybe second round if you guys have already thought about it which i'm sure you have since you're at the turn um but as i mentioned i currently have the third draft choice pick and saying that specifically because it's not the third pick in the draft but um I get to choose my slot third assuming that one and two go one pick two pick I will take the third pick um and I feel pretty good about going home with Jalen Hurts I think that um personally he is um tier two in a league of his own I think Mahomes and Allen are in uh, tier one, and they can interchangeably go one and two. Um, and again, that leaves me with Hertz in the three spot. So feel pretty great about that. Again, oh, yeah. worst case scenario in my mind, I'll get Mahomes or Allen. So I'll cry myself a river if that happens. But, uh, but yeah, I'm pretty pretty happy going with uh, Hertz in the three spot. And um, we've had some conversations. And it's like, is it clearly a tier of his own? In my mind, yes, because of the running upside. There's a debate that Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, could also be in that tier, but they are mobile, but they don't have the running upside that Jalen Hurts does. So for me, there's quite a bit of a uh, um, quite a bit of a gap there. MJ, what are uh, or I guess Scott first? What are you looking at in your uh, potentially tenth position?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think I'm actually in a really good spot here. Uh, just commenting on your. Uh, your pick, real quick. I, I think Jalen Hurts is 100% the right play um, because of that running advantage. MJ and I were talking about this earlier. When the Eagles are first and goal on the one, it's pretty much a guaranteed rush touchdown from him. Like nobody can mm-hmm. stop the push that he and the offensive line do. Absolutely. Um, they did it like almost every game um, on fourth down, if not on the goal line. So I, I think 100% Jalen Hurts is the play for you. For me, it's quite simple. There are ten players that I think are head and shoulders above the rest, and I'm going to take the one that falls to me if I'm still in the ten spot. Um, MJ and I have both been trying to trade up. Uh, I would love to get into the top four if I could. Um, the 1.01 is a little bit too rich for my blood right now. We'll see if Charlie comes down on his price, but uh, as of right now, I can't pay what he's asking for. Um, Neither. We'll see if we'll see if ADEX uh, is interested in what I'm offering at the two. <laughs> but uh, direct The verdict's still out on uh, if Josh is willing to get up the 1.04, but I think I made a a pretty decent offer. We'll see. But anyways, at the 10 spot, I'm looking at either one of the remaining top eight quarterbacks. So obviously we're talking Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Burrow, Herbert, uh, Jackson, Fields, and Trevor Lawrence. Those are the top eight. Yep. And then... There are also two wide receivers that are head and shoulders above the rest. And that's Jamar chase and Justin Jefferson. One of those 10 players will fall to me. And the one that it is, is the one that I will pick if I am <laughs> still in the 10 spot. It's, it's that simple. I will pick one of those 10 players. Cause one of those 10 will fall to me. Um, if I end up getting one of the wide receivers, I will 99.9% be taking a quarterback uh, on the turn. Uh, best available quarterback. If I end up taking one of the quarterbacks, my options are a little bit more open, um, so I, I think I would prefer one of the quarterbacks, but I would be very happy with Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, my first pick.
1: It's nice that you have your, uh, your short list and basically just taking what you get at the end of it. I think that's a nice strategy, no-stress strategy, so I appreciate that. MJ, what are you thinking without uh, giving away the master plan?
0: Yeah, so I actually really wanted the twelve position. I was going to take it, it either way. Until Harrison, of course, chose pick twelve, but 11's okay. Of course, I get a uh, more of a control. I like back to back picks. I've found that I've I've actually really enjoyed. And with the third round reversal, I'm really not missing a lot. I'm I'm honestly really not. And uh, uh, with all our mocks we've been doing, man. Um, so I do have to say I really enjoyed the nearly completely rookie startup team that was hilarious and so so silly but um i've really i'm really thinking about picking bryce young or the top quarterback uh youthful quarterback as my first pick in the first round uh come back and we'll really see from there um like i said well i didn't say anything but uh what scott said you really want the next available player and in the tiering of a dynasty league or rankings, they're based upon the amount of points that they're potentially scoring. So I'm gonna definitely either look at another quarterback because that's what the position leaves me in. Um now I could pick up Deshaun Watson, um, or I could go with like a you know, um, who else would be top? I don't think like, really like Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Yeah, I, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Desha- Deshaun and Dak are
2: probably the next two outside of the two rookies, uh, Bryce and CJ. Those mm-hmm. four are kind of the next four outside of the top eight, I
0: would yeah. say. Thank you. Thanks for the assist, Scott. Um, so that's, I am really like the turn just because you kind of get to dictate right off the bat where you stand and then that double up choice. And that's what you did, uh, Stephen. Like, I always look down upon it, but it's such a good strategy.
1: I love the double pick. Yeah. That's I love huge. the double pick especially and with I, our third round reversal. It's going to be really huge. We so I'm
0: going to be pretty close to it. And I feel like I'm, I'm really, I'm not afraid because of the third round reversal, like it makes me feel like I can build a competent team even at the end of the draft. So, well, sure, first round, first round see, you know,
1: yeah, no, I'm definitely excited. Looking forward to, uh, getting the picks chosen well sorry the picks have been chosen looking forward to just the actual draft um upcoming summer 2023 so looking forward to that um but uh with that we're gonna move it on over to a new segment that i will hand off to scott
2: yeah so this new segment is called the realm of possibility we've we've kind of used this just in our podcast lingo a few times i, I was talking to mg about this earlier i think we said it like four times in one podcast before I was like, we can make this into a segment. Um, and so this is kind of how this one's going to go. Um, I- I'm basically going to give some, um, some news, some NFL news and uh, some rumors on free agency. Uh, most specifically what's happened this last weekend up through today. Um, and with that, make a blanket statement and, um, and the three of us are going to all say if we believe it's in the room of possibility or it's not uh, so with that we'll start with the first one i've got four for you guys today the first one so the chicago bears they traded the number one overall pick to carolina panthers and they got a lot in return. They got the number nine overall pick. They got the number 61 overall pick. Boom. Uh, they got a 2024 20, first, a 2025 20, And DJ Moore. Give yeah, me, me. I know M- MJ loved it. Uh, I-, I think it was a really good play by the Bears. Um, and then.
0: Oh, can I, as I t- do a shout out really yep, yep, quick? Uh, shout yeah, yeah, shout uh, out to Hall of Famer, future Bears Hall of Famer, Lovey Smith, for uh, gifting us this. First round pick from the Houston Texans. Illusion,
2: I know, Um, right?
0: (laughs) I I hope you guys don't forget. It was like three fourth down like conversions, and then a fourth and twenty to win the game. Yeah,
2: it was it was insane. Uh,
0: Thank you, Lovey Smith. Yeah, wherever my heart. Good
2: on good on the Texans for not losing intentionally. (laughs) I respect that. Uh, Not to get into any arguments that we've already had in our dynasty league a hundred times over, <laughs> thank you scott thank
0: you scott you can mad,
2: mad respect to the texans anyways uh, in addition to making that trade down from the number one pick um as of today they also plan to sign linebacker tj edwards from the eagles who is a huge addition to their defense so uh with just those two pieces of information alone is it in the real possibility that the bears could win the nfc north mj i'll start
0: yeah, I I absolutely think so, man. I I listen all these trades, and that was one of the be- like the biggest worries I had w- with Ryan Poles, um, our GM, on is he going to make the right decisions? I I I still feel iffy about that Chase Claypool trade because that would have been literally the thirty third pick. I mean we would have basically been dipping into first round talent again for that second rounder, but that's okay. Um, but I think with Aaron Rodgers leaving, um, we st- we haven't seen a consistent Detroit lions team. Can Kirk continue to deliver? Like, I think Justin Fields can take, you know, take the bull by its horns. They've been upgrading the, their defense. Um, another year in the, uh, Ibraflu system. Um, you know, who formerly made the Colts a number one defense, right? I- I'm big things are coming for Chicago and it's, it's coming quick and I'm excited.
2: Yeah. I like that. I will say the Claypool trade, that's a little, you know, like hindsight, you know, they had no idea they were going to be landing DJ more now, right? Sure. So,
0: or getting the first pick, but yeah,
2: I, I, if, if anything, maybe they should try and move like Darnell Mooney or or Chase Claypool now. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Steven, what are your thoughts?
1: Realms are large in my mind. So is it in the realm of possibility? Yes, but I think that they're probably the third most likely in the division, and I actually just check NFC North odds, and that's consistent with my line of thinking. Um, Lions, Vikings, then Bears. Um, I just think... I just think the Lions are on a lion hunt. And I feel like they almost squeaked into the playoffs last year. They're just a grinded out team, a bunch of dogs. Um, wolf, wolf. Dan Campbell. They're just an easy team to love, but honestly, just a team that's going to make a big impact on the field. So, feeling really good off the Lions. And then the Vikings, your reigning um, NFC North winner, they still got cousins cook and jefferson and that's a extremely solid core um yes it's possible i think cook could maybe not be there but as of now i would bet that he stays but just that core of three i uh yeah i i would uh take them over a lot of quarterback running back wide receiver combos so um yeah with that the bears are third in line um but uh realm of possibility yes
2: <laughs> okay so uh, obviously anything is possible right like the Packers could win the NFC North this year no, very very unlikely that's
1: not the realm of possibility <laughs>
2: okay that's, all right yeah. I'm just trying to see how far your realm goes because yes anything could technically be possible um I, I feel like I'm kind of in between uh, your guys viewpoints I obviously MJ I don't blame you through your Bears super optimism um I still think they're a year away from taking the North, uh, but I a hundred percent believe it's in the realm of possibility of it to happen this year. Um, I agree with Steven. I think, I think the lions are surprisingly the team to beat, um, but it's hard to go against the Vikings uh, without seeing much changes happening there. You know, uh, Kirk cousins still going to be there. Justin Jefferson still gonna be there. They got TJ Hawkinson, um, Davin cook might get traded. Madison might get traded, but uh, if they do, they're going to bring in some kind of replacement running back that I think can, can carry the ball so um, yes i would say it's in their own possibility uh i'm a little more optimistic about it than steven a little less optimistic about it than mj uh so for my second one we're going to talk about the raiders uh so the raiders started off the offseason mm. with franchise tagging running back josh jacobs uh who, who we've talked about extensively um because he was one of the best fantasy players this last year Uh, This last season, Uh, Derek Carr obviously had the falling out. He is now a New Orleans Saint, Uh, so he is no longer in town. But as of today, they agreed to terms with Jimmy G to be the new gunslinger in Vegas. So with all that information, could the Raiders finish second or better in the AFC West? Second or better in the AFC West? Steven, I'll let you take this one first.
1: That is outside of the realm of possibility. Absolutely. Or better. I, I think...
2: I said, was, I said second or better. So either first or second. So yeah, not I mean, third or
1: fourth. I think it's a stretch for them even second. Um, yeah, I would say that, that is... That's tough. I mean... No, actually, yeah. I'm going to say outside of their own possibility. I just don't see a scenario where the Chargers, who were banged up last year and are bringing back, I think, most of their key players, um, there's no way that they get outlasted by the Raiders. Um, so Chiefs and Raiders, 1-2. And I still find it hard to believe that the Broncos are going to just have the miraculous turnaround, but I still think that with, uh, um, Sean Payton, that head coach, he is going to make an impact. And I think that's going to make it harder for the Raiders to get out of that four spot. Um, so, uh, so yeah, outside of their own possibility for me.
0: Yeah, man, that's going to be the same thing, man, outside the realm. I, of course, chiefs, number one, easy peasy. I, I feel like. Kellen Moore will actually have a chance to unlock Herbert. Now, this is all debating on if all his wide receivers um, stay healthy, um, but it is a spread offense, and they I think he has a chance to really let it fly, and I actually do think Sean Payton will make a significant difference on this team. Um, he's a guy who brings out the best in what he has, and so I, I think the Raiders have so much talent. I just think the rest of the AFC West is that much more talented and loaded. Like including the f- head coaches, et cetera, et cetera. Like not um, to mention, I, I don't
1: think the Raiders have a viable backup right now. So knowing Jimmy G's injury history, that's going to be no bueno. If he's out at eight with any time.
2: Excellent points, excellent points. I uh, I will definitely third you guys on this one. I think it is outside of yeah. possibility that the Raiders could finish top two in the AFC West. Uh, I think it comes down to two things, quarterback and coach. And the Chiefs, Chargers, and Broncos all have better quarterbacks and better coaches than the Raiders at this point. Um, this is not the next real possibility, but I wouldn't put it outside the room of possibility that all four teams make the playoffs. Uh, the Raiders are going to have to do work outside the division, though a lot of work outside the division.
1: <coughs> I def- definitely think it's outside of the room of possibility for all four teams to make the playoffs. All
2: right, uh, <laughs> let's move into the third one. Uh, uh-huh. The Dolphins beefed up their defense by adding Jalen Ramsey from the Rams. Uh, And they just, before we started recording this podcast, re-signed Duke Riley. The Patriots agreed to a two-year deal with quarterback Jonathan Jones. The Bills struck deals with linebacker Matt Milano and linebacker Tyler uh, Matakevich. That's how you pronounce it. Uh, And then, of course, the Jets traded for the Ravens' safety Chuck Clark uh, and agreed uh, to a deal with their own linebacker Quincy Williams. Um, and obviously we all know they have the reigning defensive rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner. So with all of that information, could all four AFC East teams have a top 10 defense in 2023?
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely in their own possibility. I thought you were going to say all four make the playoffs. I Honestly, I would (laughs) – I mean, still probably hard, but I I think low-key, maybe high-key AFC East is – maybe the best division in football next year um
0: cuz i think spicy e-
1: easily the patriots are the worst team in that division and we know that they have a floor with Bill Belichick as the coach that they're always decent even when they're not good um and then i mean if the jets get rodgers i mean dolphins jets bills like you know i i think we previously thought that the bills would kind of be the runaway team in that division for years to come. But I, uh, yeah, I think with the upcoming defenses for the jets and dolphins, it's going to be a pretty neck and neck race going forward in the next few years.
0: Yeah. All, the dolphins also signed linebacker, David long, which was the, th- like a top three linebacker from this free agency. Um, absolutely. I, it is going to be the, it's going to be real. Um, these, I feel like all these franchises are, well, I guess not the, I mean, Patriots are all kind of consistently pretty good defense, but bills are already up there and they're, I mean, they lost some of their linebacker core. That's that's what scares me a little bit away. Um, but man, I'm just impressed. Honestly, I feel like the dolphins have just completely flipped switch the jets. I mean, that's, that's from years of mediocrity. I mean, last year we were literally saying, I I feel like all three of us were saying we would never touch a jet on our team, but yes, I, I these are teams to invest in next season and man. Yes. Yes. Scott, it's going to be in the realm of possibility. I,
2: again agree with you guys i think it's definitely their own possibility and you heard it here first uh for those looking for their fantasy defense um in fact i think all three of us own at least one of these teams uh steven owns Mm -hmm. the patriots mj owns the jets and as of this week as of the jalen ramsey trade actually i own the dolphins um and so we're all hoping for it to be true Uh, (laughs) I, i i definitely think uh it's it's deep in the realm of possibility that all four of the teams could be uh, top 10 defenses this year. Um, and I agree with what Steven said that the AFC East might be the best division of football. I think the AFC West is the only other division that could give them a run for their money. Um, I think every other division has at least one team that you can count out off the bat, uh, you know, this early on. Um, uh, but I think the, the AFC East and, and AFC West, you can't count out any of the teams just yet. Um, Sticking with the AFC East, but focusing in on one of those teams specifically, we're going to talk about the Jets. So we just talked about the defense a little bit, how good they are. Let's not forget, they have a really good offense with Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, who were both breakout rookies last year. And probably the biggest rumor in all of football right now. Uh, and it's, it's kind of more than rumor. Uh, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Both the Packers and the Jets have a deal ready to go in place, and the teams are just waiting on Rodgers to sign the dotted line that he's okay being traded from the Packers to the Jets. Um, so it's, it's probably going to be a reality <clears throat> here in the next few days. I don't see Rodgers retiring, so I, I think this is going to happen. Um, so with all of that information, with Rodgers, Breesaw, Garrett Wilson, and an outstanding defense, could the Jets make it to
0: and win the Super Bowl? Um, I'll go ahead and start this out because I'm pretty sure I had them going to the Super Bowl. You you had them winning the AFC championship game.
2: That was your spicy take. Uh either last podcast or two podcasts ago. We all were kind of like, hmm. But now I'm like, I think you were on to something serious there, MJ.
0: Right? Um I think they have, I feel like the franchise has actually done a really good job of drafting and that is the key to rebuilding. I mean, actually getting hits. Um, yeah, with Aaron Rodgers, and I, I expect that news in the very near future, but this team is instantly a contender. Um, I mean, even if you consider Brees Hall coming back, probably five games, four games in uh, getting up to speed. I mean, this defense is elite and adding Rodgers in there with a coach, an offensive coordinator. He's already familiar with. Um, and as much as we want to, you know, shit on Nathaniel Hackett, he was not a good head coach, but what he was able to do with Rodgers and Devontae Adams, um, you know, was amazing. So I'm looking forward to it. Yes. It's in for me, definitely in the realm of possibility.
1: yeah i am gonna say not in their own possibility i do think it's possible but in terms of i would definitely put a lot of money on it that it doesn't happen so for that (laughs) not in the realm of possibility i
0: thought your realms were large they they uh, large realms
1: they got a little smaller i guess (laughs) Um, i mean just like thinking like chiefs Bengals, bills eagles 49ers right there five teams that i think could easily beat them out any day um within the division as we talked about dolphins could land ahead of them in the division itself um and then the jaguars who i'm iffy on but again they made it to the playoffs last year there's just so many teams to get past and um just the chiefs bangles chiefs bangles bangles bills just those three juggernauts um it would uh it would be quite quite a miracle and uh oscar winning story if uh if they did it but would be cool so i, I think that's the first split that we've had of
2: of all four um and i'm once again right in the middle of you guys But I'm going to go with MJ here. I do think it's in the realm of possibility, but like we're talking just entering the realm from another dimension, like just getting through the portal. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Steven hit the nail on the head. Uh, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, they have to get through all of those teams just to make it. And then they got to beat, you know, the Eagles, the 49ers, or of course the Cowboys come on you know the Cowboys gonna make it baby mm. um uh, anyways mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyways uh yeah I would love to see a uh AFC final four of Chiefs Bengals Bills Jets if Rogers goes oh. to Jets. I think that would be such a great uh final four great football but yes I will put this in the realm of possibility. Um, and with that we are gonna move to a, another new segment that we have led by MJ
0: oh yes so um we are still working on this okay I, I I do have to admit that but um we're gonna call it the fantasy trade alert for now um so we're gonna go ahead and start off with a couple of trades that have been happening in our Rocky Mountain Club our original uh dynasty league and well, actually, we, I don't know. We had a really long lull after the, after trading opened and I just, yeah, me and Scott t- talked about it for the longest time, just who's going to make a trade. Cause we were both working on deals for the longest time. Um, so I broke the ice and that was, uh, for Leonard Fournette, who was on my team for a, a late third, the three twelve, actually now, yeah, you can kind of say what you want, but, really what I'm needing to do at this point of my team construction and how I want to enter things as I'm trying to collect picks. The 312 is still worth it. I'll tell you that much. It is still worth it. I get the last choice of players before they go to the waiver wire and that's big and I gained a roster spot. So I'm really happy about that. Um, I'm going to hopefully collect a young rookie running back flyer from that. Um, next up is
2: or are we going to oh, yeah. comment on each of these? Oh, yeah, please.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. If you'd like.
2: I, I definitely want to comment on that one. Uh, and I don't. we haven't done it for every single trade in the offseason so far, but uh, one thing that we do is we put a poll out there for the league to vote on who won the trade. And I, I can't remember who won this vote, but I definitely voted for MJ's side of this trade. MJ lost. I won 4-3. Okay, thanks, Steve. So Steven's looking up the polls. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, so uh, Commissioner Dave is, is the one he traded with. I don't know if you mentioned that or not, but... Uh, I know he was of the opinion that any late third is essentially free agency. And I, I think that couldn't be more wrong. I think you hit the nail on the head by saying that the 3.12, you still get your last pick before everything opens up to free agency. And that makes a big difference because there could be a guy that everybody's sitting there like, you know, drooling over. And then you take him with a 3.12 and everyone's like, dang, I was going to get him in free agency. Um, so, and yeah, I, I, it's hard to put a value on it. But opening up a roster spot is huge, especially if there's something out there on the waiver wire that you want. Like you heard some news and I would say you more than anyone in our league, uh, you're on top of like breaking news. Uh, you, you've got some like insider news, insider baby. connections. Yeah. yeah. And like hundred percent use that to your advantage. And, you know, you definitely don't want to drop somebody like Fournette because he's worth something and you're able to get a, a pick out of him and open a roster spot. Um, and the other, the, the other side of that coin, let's talk about Leonard Fournette just for a second. He's not on the Bucks anymore. They released him. He doesn't have a home right now. Um, yeah. Do I think he's going to go somewhere? Yes. Do I think he's going to be the same Leonard for Net stud that he's been in the past? Heck no. Um, I think running back by committee at best, he might not even be the RB1 on the team that he goes to. So um, I honestly don't think this was uh, a terrible like, you know, thing to give away for a 3.12 in an open roster spot. Steven?
1: Um just a yawn of a trade, I guess. Um, I respect that, <laughs> you know, I've been shitting on for a net for quite some time <laughs> now. <laughs> I like I like him as a person, but he's, he's just so slow. Um,
0: so, so wait, I mean, yawn of a trade, but I got something out of him, right?
1: You got a third, which in my mind is,
0: it is nothing also to you, yawn. but yeah,
1: so maybe, a a net zero, um, I guess I'm going to have to... I think I was looking at the wrong trade earlier about...
0: Well, listen, would you... I mean, do you think you'd value a, a roster spot that opened up?
1: If I had to choose, I would probably take Fournette over a random third right now. But okay. I respect that. I, uh, I like a proven commodity more often than not. And third rounds are either diamonds in the rough or future waiver wire stars. Oh, we'll see. Waiver wire. We'll um, so I'm doing do my yeah.
0: homework, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a uh, less than exciting one
0: for me. Okay. Well, listen, we're going to go ahead, move into... Uh, Let's do your trade, actually, steve which I was exceptionally astonished about um it is cordero patterson a 20 24 second and a twenty twenty five second for michael pittman um and i'll actually i'll comment on this well actually how do you feel about it let me ask you what are your what are your initial thoughts after making the trade
1: i feel good my uh my median age went down which i was really excited about my team i really needed that and my uh, my draft picks were getting cobweb, so it was about time <laughs> that I got rid of them. So uh, for me, it was just an all around win. Uh-huh. I feel really satisfied across the board.
0: I'm actually, I'm actually, I don't know. I'm kind of disgusted, but I think Patterson will have some value. He's another just back. Um, Dave is invest, highly investing in the future um which you know like we said, like uh, we've talked about in the, in the past about draft picks draft picks really are just it's a crapshoot um you're taking you know the higher you pick you're picking the player with the best chances it still doesn't mean right. they're going to succeed right. um so he's looking out at 24 25. um that's where it gets fishy to me but the value of the trade overall as af- as we looked is equal. But I think this is you actually benefiting from a low, um, a lower than expected S a season from Michael Pittman. And you're, you you ba- you got a s- hell of a deal, man. I mean, new quarterback coming in upside, 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 perfect time to buy.
2: Yeah. Uh, I I'll just hit on a little bit about what MJ said there at the end, especially, um, Uh, you bought low on Michael Pittman and I think you got a pretty decent deal on him, uh, especially with a new, hopefully stud quarterback coming into town. Uh, My favorite part about this trade though, was that you were able to dump off Cordero Patterson uh, who uh, he's way beyond the age of running back um, at this point. So, uh, you know, uh, Dave did get two seconds out of it. But you know it's a 2024 and 2025, and they're your seconds. So you know if your team is as good as you think they are, they're going to be late seconds anyway. So um, I can't remember who I picked to say they won this trade, but I, I think looking it at it now, vote. oh, it didn't go to a vote. Oh, because oh, Dave did it. That's my bad. It's my responsibility to put it to a vote when when Dave's part <laughs> of the trade. <laughs> anyways, Thanks. I think I would have. I think I would have uh, voted for the Pittman side, which is Steven's absolutely side on that
0: one. Yeah, like easy peasy. Um, we have, and Scott, and I do have to say, Scott is working on bigger deals. I Scott and me have been working very hard this off season brainstorming. He of course has the one-on-one. Um, and so he's been trying to make some big moves, but, um, up until that point, here's our, our fantasy trailers for Scott. I'll start with, well, we'll do one, then we'll rotate, but, um, bass Tyler bass from the Buffalo bills for five fab dollars scott um explain yourself what's with this trade
2: listen so we we have kickers in this
0: league um
2: which you can you can take that or leave that as you will um we like having them we like playing with them um i already have butker on my roster and to me it's a toss-up between butker and bass they're both on excellent offenses with excellent quarterbacks and we'll get plenty of opportunities to kick field goals I think Buckers just been around longer. We've seen him do it. uh, We've seen him do it for for a long amount of time. And I think the Bills are more likely to go for two than than the Chiefs. Um, And just kind of for those reasons, I was like, I'm getting rid of Bass. I need the roster spot at some point. I have nine picks coming up here in the 2023 draft. If I do nothing, so I've got to drop nine players eventually. Bass is definitely going to be one of those players. The problem is there is at least four teams in our league who either didn't have a kicker or had a kicker that was way worse than Bass. I was like, I'm not just going to drop him out. Right. Cause somebody's going to pick him up immediately. And I'm just gonna be pissed. Cause it's, that's BS. So initially I was like, I'll take any third, any third. And no, nobody wanted to pay third, which I get, it's a kicker. So I reached out to, to one of the guys in the league, Nick, and I was like, Hey man, we take, we, we take bass for five bucks, five fab bucks. Um, and our fab doesn't carry over from year to year. Um, so there's that, but he was like, "Yeah, I'll take it for five bucks." So I got five bucks out of it, but more importantly, I opened up a roster spot, which I then turned into Lavisca Chennault, who was on the waiver wire, um, and a top ad after DJ Moore went to the Bears. So that's kind of my whole thinking with that. Um, I felt like I won the trade, uh, but he also got a better kicker. He had Suckup, uh, which is not going to be a good kicker to have now that Brady's gone. Um, so I think he definitely upgraded a kicker as well, but uh, yeah, I, I would biasly give myself the W for that trade.
0: Hmm. Steve O, how are you feeling?
1: Uh, Tyler Bass
0: for five fab bucks. Yeah,
1: y'all know how much I love kickers and defenses. So that was <laughs> a steal
0: for <laughs> Nick, did he what get you a saying? steal for N Rod?
1: Oh yeah. Easy still. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, I mean, top 10 kicker for probably, I don't know, at least five to six years when the bills are booming. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I see Scott's point that he didn't need two kickers. Mm-hmm. Grant Bucker was injured last year for an extended period of time. But um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't build two kickers in a, in a league like this. Um coming from someone who has three defenses, but definitely not two (laughs) kickers. So uh, if you had to get rid of them, I guess, get something. If
0: nothing. Yeah. Something, if nothing. And I like, uh, I agree with you, Scott. I really do like how you opened up another roster spot for yourself. Um, And that's especially, you know, that changes from player to player. Um, Steven, who is the epitome of F10 picks, doesn't have to worry about making roster spots open, right? His, his, Equity is all tied to his players and Scott's is mostly tied to his draft picks. So, you know, hopefully we're teaching you guys some really good in-depth dynasty lessons, um, because, you know, how is Scott going to handle nine new players onto his roster without having to drop value? So that's, that's the ultimate way to work around it. So great play by you, Scott, uh, (laughs)
2: I've got a hierarchy. And that's the thing. Like, I fully expect the Panthers to pull in a bigger wide receiver and LaVisca should not wind up being a drop anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, But for now, why not? And and that's the thing. I I would say this. uh, If you have an open roster spot, you're wrong right now. You should never have an open roster spot. It it doesn't hurt you to add somebody, even if if you think they're crappy from the waiver wire, Mm -hmm. because something can happen and they could end up being uh, a viable starter at some point. You never know. You never know. Or throw a second defense on your team. Do something. Just don't leave it empty.
0: Mm-hmm. Um we'll actually going to go ahead go back to you Scott. I'll end with uh my trade last. Um yours is more spicy. I Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's definitely spicy. Um Irv Smith for 2024 third. Scott, how do you feel after this trade?
2: I, I felt great. And I, and so this is, uh, me and commissioner Dave. Um, I knew Dave was a big fan of Irv Smith and it's not that I, I I'm not, but I was feeling pretty good about my tight end position. Um, yeah. without having Irv in there. So, and I don't have great tight ends by any means, but I have Jake Ferguson on the Cowboys. Uh, I think he's going to be the new tight end one. Uh, cause I believe Dalton Schultz is headed out the door. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before he gets dealt somewhere else. I have Tyler Conklin of the jets who we've just been harping on the jets and hello Rogers coming to town. Most likely. I think that definitely boosts Conklin's value. Um, Donald Parham, eh, the verdict's still out if uh, the chargers are going to be keeping Gerald Everett or not, but if they don't, uh, Parham could move into a tight end one position uh, on another uh, really good offense. And then uh, Kate Otten, Um, I think his value kind of plateaus right now with Tom Brady leaving. He's still one of the best young tight ends, but I don't think uh, he's necessarily going to have a huge breakout this year without a decent quarterback. Um, But I I didn't need Irv Smith. Um, What I needed was another roster spot, and I was totally fine getting rid of Irv for a 2024 third. Like I said, I knew Dave liked Irv, so I was kind of hounding him for about a week, like, hey, man, just make this trade. You got so many players in your team, anyways. Like I can name at least six that you would drop instead of uh Irv Smith. So um yeah. I I liked it. Again, biasly, it was my trade.
1: Steven. Snooze fest. Um <laughs> I really I don't want to jinx his career, but like this is getting scarily similar to OJ Howard, another Alabama physical, beastly tight end that is just so injury prone and not just not making it on the field um he feels like he's got all the potential, but he's just not able to get out there and I mean i don't don't see it happening like I, I mean, how can you feel comfortable with him being a reliable tight end in the future? so I get not wanting him in your lineup but at the same time twenty twenty four third I, that means nothing to me either so that was it.
2: It opened up a roster spot too, which I was, it, it ended up lining up right when Jalen Ramsey went to the Dolphins. And I was like, might as well, let's grab the Dolphins. Cause I'm sitting here with the Eagles who are selling a lot of big players right now. Um, you know, the bears just took one of them, as we mentioned earlier uh, the Dolphins very well could be my team that I start.
1: Um, you know, yeah, I mean, I'll so- never hate you for picking up another defense. That's just a smart fantasy move, but um, I feel like there's probably five or six other players that could have dropped over Irv Smith. So, again, don't necessarily think that it was necessary, but you got other pieces and you got tons of draft picks. So, ultimately, worth it.
0: Yeah. I think, I mean, uh, same thing as the kicker trade, you're getting value out of something before, I mean, and uh, giving you a little bit more flexibility, right? Um, We'll go on to the last trade we have here, which is kind of crazy how all of our trades have been the bulk of the action in the, our league, but Hey, we love fantasy football and we love all the action. It's been the only action in the league
2: <laughs> is the three of us, three of us and commissioner Dave, the other hey. eight are just like either they have crazy values or, you know, they're taking a six month hiatus, which that's fine. I get that. But also it's dynasty league, man. This, this, year round let's do this thing yeah
0: um of course this has been my favorite trade so far uh, for myself and hopefully be closing into some other big ones but um this was for cooper cup and a 2023 309 for chris godwin and a 2024 second um everyone out there who just happened to forget that Cooper cup was the wide receiver one through week nine, week eight. Like, and he still managed to finish top 20. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Top, uh, 20, I think he finished like 21, 20, 22. Um, what he, he got to sit out the rest of the season. Yeah. He, he, like he, they rested him because they didn't think he was going to need to play. This guy is still. Knock on wood. I feel like still in the prime of his career, he's gonna blow up. Um, now, I mean, on the flip side of that, Godwin, who's honestly a, a wonderful pro- prospect as well, but TB12 going, on, you know, and what we're we're looking at Baker Mayfield. Uh, I tried to, I I got a cup at the right time. We were talking about that about him that morning, and I I honestly forgot about him too. So great timing, I think, on my end. And I can't I can't wait to see him see what he does for my team next season.
2: Yeah, MJ, I think uh I love this trade for you. I think I was one of the people that voted for you. It was pretty split. I, I want to say more of the league voted on Dave's side, um, just because yeah, Garland's a little bit younger and there's a 2024 20, second. Um and once again you know, Dave, with his late thirds, thinking that they're basically free agent picks. You've got two people now that you can pick at the very end before people can uh, grab them off a of free agency. Um, and I think you're absolutely right. Cooper Cup, um, wide receiver one, two years ago was wide receiver one until he got injured last year. Uh, I think he still has a lot left in the tank. As the Stafford dynasty owner, I hope he does too because I think that helps <laughs> Stafford's value. So, um, yeah, I think this was a good pick on you. I, I don't think he's going to be wide receiver one again. I don't think he's going to be top five this next year. And in fact, the three of us and Commissioner Dave actually made a shotgun bet on this, um, which if Cooper Cup finishes wide receiver one next year, I have to take two shotguns. Uh, If he finishes top five, so five through two, or sorry, four through two, I have to do one. If he finishes five to nine, uh, you guys, all three of you, because you all were on the other side of the bet, have to do one and if he finishes outside the top 10 then you have to do two um, I like my odds for the bet alone um, I I think there's so many other players that have a chance of finishing number one so if I take one beer for that bet I'll take it because I think there's a lot better chance of you guys taking two than me taking two so anyways
0: good thing I love beer Steven
1: yeah I also love this trade for MJ I mean if I could describe what's like the perfect epitome of a player for my team it would be cooper cup just a middle of his prime you know he's one year younger than me i'm in my prime so that means (laughs) cup has to be in his prime i think he still has one of if not the top ceilings for wide receivers in fantasy he's great um uncertainty with who godwin's quarterback is going to be godwin could get injured just as easily as cup um yeah i'm uh, I'm taking coop all day and uh very happy that you landed him on your team congrats
0: thank you good sir um and yeah uh, awesome trade alert I, Scott you made me bust out laughing with the comment how weird we are the the trading action but it's true um but hopefully we get some more trades in for you guys we're we're i i think we're all just trying to you know, just really live in the dynasty realm and that's part of that's what trades are for. And that's what makes it fun for us. So, um, Scott, you're leading MFK and you were, you have been excited all day. Please enlighten us, L- give us some choices.
2: Yeah, I had some fun with this one. So, uh, I think we really liked what we did last time where in the off season, we're just doing random topics. Um, hopefully if Steven picks an animal again, they're actually all that animal. Um, but, it's the month of March. Uh, in the month of March, you have March 17th, a.k.a. St. Patty's Day. Um, so I went with one of the best cereals out there, Lucky Charms. Uh, so let me give you a little, little history real quick. Uh, Lucky Charms was first introduced on March 20th, 1964, so three days after St. Patty's Day in 1964. And it had four original marshmallow uh, shapes, it had pink hearts, yellow moons, orange stars and green clovers. Um, The yellow moons actually looked a lot like bananas and the orange stars were like a star of David. Um, Now the moons are blue and the stars are shooting stars Um, and there are actually eight total uh, charms in a current cereal box. So you have the heart charm, the star charm, the horseshoe, clover, blue moon, rainbow, red balloon and the unicorn and in fact, They all actually have their own kind of, um, meeting what kind of power they give lucky. Um, and so I picked three of them and, (laughs) and, and you can, you can rank these based on your favorite, like shape, like which color you like more or the power that it gives lucky. So the three I picked are the star charm, which gives lucky the power of flight, the clover charm, which gives him the power of luck and the blue moon charm, which gives him the power of invisibility.
1: I wish everyone listening to the podcast could see my face right now. <laughs> um, so they taste the same. Um, so I guess that's out of the equation. Um, I'm, I pulled up pictures of Lucky Charms so I could get a better visual. And I guess I have to think about happiness while eating along with the power that you just mentioned. I mean, the blue moons are not appealing to the eye they're very boring but power and invisibility is great um I just am really just dumbfounded right now with the question but I am going to go with the OG uh lucky charm I guess the four leaf clover based off of looks alone um (laughs) I'll follow that up with <laughs> the, I'll follow it up with the star. Uh, Cause it's got a little bit more pizzazz and flying is cool. And I will, uh, I'll kill the blue moon just because looking at it just does nothing for me at all. Don't need it in my mouth.
0: A- <laughs> wonderful. Um, this is going to be easy for me. This is just based on the powers they give. Um, I would have to go with, uh, M is for Clover and Luck. A superpower of Luck. Listen. Yeah. I don't have to explain much. So crazy. If you've seen uh, Deadpool, the Deadpool movie. uh, I think one of the characters' names is Lucky. Awesome movie. Great way they portray her, uh, her mutant powers. Luck is awesome. I'll have to... Mm, friends with Benjafitz, st- the star and flight, that would definitely be my second. And kill blue moon invisibility. Invisibility is whatever. Luck and flight.
1: So we agreed for completely different reasons. Brian. Oh, we,
0: was that? Did we actually just completely agree on different reasons? Great. You guys so, did agree. I I am going to differentiate
2: a little bit. Um, I I have to take the star charm first. The power of flight. Uh, love me some flying. You know, it's what I do for a living. Love it, all about it. Um, and I also, I, I, just really think the star charm is is the coolest looking one. Although the clover charm is also really cool and power of luck. I mean, especially in fantasy football, if you had the power of luck, because it's, it, the saying goes, it's better to be lucky than be good. And I think that holds true in fantasy football for sure. Um, but that would be my friends at it's uh and then unfortunately i have to kill the blue moon charm power invisibility once again that power not uh not as cool as the other two in my opinion um although blue moon is the best beer out there so it is cool that the charm is the blue moon charm um completely irrelevant but thought that was it's cool that it's the blue moon charm uh
0: mj what do you got for mfk um i was not that original unfortunately Um, But I went with island drinks. I had to think about it for a second. I'm looking at a picture of them. So first of which is a classic pina colada. Second, a classic mojito. And third, a beautiful, refreshing margarita. So what would you guys... Want to be drinking? Let's say on a beach.
1: So you're caveating on a beach.
0: Yeah, it has to be your ideal. Like you're chill. It's sunny. It's great. You're feeling tropical.
1: Man, this is an excellent, excellent question. Yeah.
0: You want me to? Uh, one more time?
1: No, no, no. I got it. I got it. Okay. Just (laughs) man. Um, I will say if I'm not taking, what I would. Actually, do or I guess what I would want to do in a perfect not thinking about sugar content? Um, <laughs> oh, okay, or health. yeah, don't. Um, I think a pina colada for me is gonna take the cake on a beach. There's just something about a frozen pina colada that just makes me so happy. Um, mm. Obviously, you know, I'm not gonna go to Olive Garden and order one, but if I'm on a beach, <laughs> that is gotta be the the drink of choice um followed up with um my friends with Benchafitz a uh, mojito I just think mojito has got more of a island tropical vibe than a margarita um which makes me kill margarita the one that any day of the week I would most likely take and would be my drink of choice of the three but with the island it's going to be uh my, my my kill
2: so uh yeah once again i'm going to differentiate a little bit from steven i think 100 percent pina colada has got to be the mary here um, on the beach i love me pina colada coconut pineapple pineapple is probably my favorite fruit love coconut as well uh, mix them together put in a drink add a little rum uh it doesn't get beat uh, especially on the beach i have, the friends have to. friends of benefits the margarita here man the uh, margarita is probably my favorite mix drink. i would say after an old-fashioned after an old-fashioned mm. um and yeah 100 if this was what we would order at a restaurant i would immediately think oh a mexican restaurant <laughs> getting me a margarita um i just i i can't kill a margarita i can't do that it's got my friends a bench fits it's not that i don't like mojitos um and i do think it might be a slightly better drink on a beach than a margarita but I, to me they're they're close it's the equivalent mm. between a margarita and a mojito on a beach so uh i'm gonna kill the mojito um i'll, I'll save the the minty rum
0: for uh, another day yeah exactly That's me pina colada mojito up margarita mojito. If I was on a beach, uh, listen, nothing goes down easier than a nice. Oh my goodness. Just frozen pina colada.
1: Not to get OP here, but a Miami vice, I think really takes the cake.
0: Well, I, I, I mean, I feel like all three of those are pretty basic Island drinks, but I thought you were going to say strawberry daiquiri for one actually. Well, I mean, I could have done a daiquiri. Yeah. You could have. You th- <laughs> th- when, when you said margarita, I thought you were going to say strawberry daiquiri. Um, but, I also thought like yeah. uh, Bahama Mama, Mai Tai. Yeah. Um, you picked three good ones. Um, yeah, those, 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 were those. I can't really those. think yeah. of anything else. Yeah, I, I, I at least I hope it struck some thought in you. Um, Steven, what you got for us today?
1: <laughs> well, by no surprise, <laughs> I. <laughs>
0: oh, no. What did we do? <laughs>
1: I chose three um, women uh, to, to choose from. Um, going off of the theme of our intro, women got of the MCU, um, oh. we got Black Widow, played by Scarlett Johansson, Scarlet Witch, played by Elizabeth Olsen, and Jane Foster, played by Natalie Portman. MFK.
0: uh Okay. Can I go first, Scott? Go ahead. This is gonna be easy for me. Uh, Scarlet Witch, listen, she she's kind kind of off the deep end, a little crazy, losing her kids. I love kids. I can help her take care of her kids. I would marry Scarlet Witch. Woo! She, she could turn <laughs> the non-reality into reality. Um, and listen, I've always had a like. I'm always been attracted to Olsons, any kind of Olsen, So she's gorgeous. Um, that's yeah. Um, I'll have to marry or I'm sorry. I guess I was going to marry another one, but I'm going to friends with Benchafitz, black widow, Scarlett Johansson is gorgeous, but like, I need, I need someone who does a little bit more than just, I don't know. Just, I don't know, but she does all the cool things with guns and knives. She's an assassin. I guess that's why I'm friends with bench Benchafitzing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and unfortunately, I'll just kill Jane Foster. Yeah, she had a little bit of character development. She became the new. Wait, have you seen the new movie?
1: <laughs> Spoiler alert.
0: Okay. Well, and she did what she did, but like, uh, I didn't really have a connection with her throughout the entire series, honestly. So she's going to be at the Be My Kill.
2: Oh, all right. Um, well, you, you guys I know like, how I feel. I like
0: a little crazy. So.
2: You guys know how I feel about uh, Natalie Portman's Star Wars, Padme. She, she was definitely my uh, childhood we're, we're talking so, about
0: Jane Foster. I know what
2: we're talking about, but Jane Foster's got to be my Mary. Uh, give me, give me Jane Foster as my Mary. Because it's Natalie Portman. There is no <laughs> other reason. It's Natalie Portman. It's Jane Foster my Mary. My friends at Benchfits, though, is 100% Black Widow. Um, I actually got to meet Scarlett Johansson. Uh, she did a USO tour on my first deployment. And so I actually oh, wow. got to meet her, got a picture with her. She huh. is not only is she good looking, uh, but she's funny too. She's, she's funny and she's just a cool person. Um, definitely friends with Bench Fitz. Uh, dude, you hit the nail on the head when you said oh, a little crazy, like I'm saying Scarlett Witch the character, not Elizabeth Olsen, but Scarlett, Witch, she is cray cray. That's not something that you want to marry or friends of benefits. That's something that you want to kill. Um, cool. So Scarlet Witch, I kill because of the character. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, love her as an actress. Um, no, so, no, li- wait, against wait, wait, wait. So as a person.
0: If, if Scarlet Witch was played by Natalie Portman. Oh, then she would have to be the man. <laughs> I hate you, I hate you, I hate you.
1: That would be like a Miami Vice OP um i unfortunately have to agree with scott across the board
0: Um, my
1: big natalie portman guy what jane foster (laughs) i mean she's so smart she's wonderful just a great person natalie Um,
0: portman or jane foster because i am (laughs) lost i'm starting to see why
2: I'm starting to see why Thor is Steven's favorite character. This it's more than just Chris Hemsworth and Thor. It's she's because package. who his girl He's is. The
1: package. He's got the package. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but also the character of Jane Foster. She's like I said, she's she's chill, she's smart, she's great. Just like I said, wonderful. She course. also
2: has the red stone, right? Uh, or like it it like kills her kind of, but she comes back to life. The red stone,
1: right? Isn't it like a liquid? I can't remember. The second Thor movie. To, I, I mean, too, too, too much yeah. of a deep dive right now. But it's a deep dive. Of Friends of Petrovitz, Black Widow, no question. Skojo, Goat, um, and then. Guy Scarjo. Gojo, Scarlet. Scarjo. No, Scar-Jo. <laughs> um, Scarlet Witch, um, more like Scarlet Beer. Um, you know, it's just like, she's a, she's kind of cray-cray. Um Listen, you guys
0: are just intimidated of it's women very, Women with power. Very, so.
1: but uh, great picks all around.
0: Yeah, great one. Awesome. Um,
1: and with that, we will move it on over to Jukebox.
2: Juke. Ju-
1: and, of course, we got to stick to Free and cheat, New Teams, um, Lots Happening. So, we're going to start with a classic song from a classic Disney movie with a classic cast of characters. You guys know what I'm talking about. High School Musical. The song is Breaking Free. Mm. Absolute banger. Troy and Gabriella. Let's hold the applause. So,. Let's talk about DJ Moore, finally out of the Carolina chokehold, moves into Chicago as the unquestioned number one wide receiver. He has broken free from Carolina in Chi-Town now. One, does this make Moore a top 10 fantasy wide receiver? Two, what would you say is his draft pick equivalent? And three, how much does this boost Justin Fields' value in MJ as the Chicago bears resident fan. I'll let you take this one.
0: Okay. And I'll be, I, I want to be as critical as I can be, especially since it is the bears, I will say that in reality, I think I, I want to say top 16, I think top 16 yeah. is a pretty yeah. reasonable finish for DJ Moore, um, comparing to the quarterbacks that he has had, I I. I mean, I, I can honestly say and feel like Justin Fields is the best quarterback he'll have, uh, or has had. Um, what was the second question, Steven?
1: What would you say is his current draft pick equivalent?
0: Mm. Draft pick equivalent.
1: Probably giving help to someone out there.
0: That's a really great question. Um, His draft pick equivalent... D.J. Moore, Little Athletic. I'm going to think on that just a little bit more. I'll move on to Justin Fields. I think this helps Justin Fields a lot, okay? okay. And I think this actually prope- unquestionably propels him into the elite quarterbacks this year. Uh, I th- I really think this is his uh, before he really breaks out. This is when you need to make a deal. Do you um, move him
1: ahead of anyone or is it just move him into the same tier as those guys? Ahead of?
0: Mm, great question. I would absolutely move him in, into the same tier as right now in, in the Lamar uh, Law- Lawrence tier. I okay. would due to the kind of, of how it's going with Lamar. I would actually bump fields into Lamar's spot to the number eight slot right now um, in terms of, Draft comparisons. I thought about it, and I will go with uh, Rasheed Rice uh, from SMU. Uh, about the same build, six one is Rasheed, and he's a uh, he's very big bodied. He has a pretty good catch point too. Uh, pretty good vertical leap. So if you want someone who's comparable, uh, I, I think he was, he ran like a five, uh, a four five four. Forty, I believe. Don't don't quote me on that, but he, he's pretty quick too. So very similar to DJ Moore's build.
1: I appreciate that insight. Um, you actually made the answer a lot more complicated than I was looking for. I was actually just looking for like a, you know, late first, early second, mid second kind of answer oh. <laughs> so drastic, but that was much more insightful on someone who I had not heard of before. So I appreciate the insight. And that was Crazy statistics off the dome. So great job there. Uh,
0: they, I, I would oh, shoot. That's such a great question too. I, I do feel like I should answer it. Well,
1: where's, um, where's this Rashid Rice guy?
0: Rashid? Uh, he is a rookie uh, incoming.
1: Oh, right. But like, where is he draft value wise?
0: Um, Right now he's falling, I believe late second round, early third.
1: Okay. Interesting.
2: In, in startup? In dynasty startup? No, oh, uh, rookie oh, drafts.
0: Rookie drafts. Yeah.
2: Oh, Okay that's
0: All what right. I was asking. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I started referencing okay. rookies, but, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I think he would, the thing is he was in a good spot this year. I feel like, I think they had, we had a lot of expectations to DJ Moore. I, he was going around like what I feel like where Mike Evans was like fourth round. Do you guys remember that, that probably sounds about right? So, Fourth, fifth? I'll
2: give my answer. Cause I was thinking dynasty startup with that second uh, question that Steven asked. I'll give my answer here in a second. Yeah. No, so, I,
1: I was definitely asking rookie draft, like what's his pick equivalent? Like, what would you trade him for?
0: Oh, okay. Oh. Thank you. Well, we're all learning something. This is great. This is a great question though. Um, I would, I would just the first late first okay, for DJ Moore. I, I still need to see it from Justin Fields. So right. no great good question, Stevo. Um
2: Yeah, so um does he finish top ten? No. Uh I do not think he finished top ten. I think uh MJ hit the nail on the head with sixteen overall. I could see that. Um as far as uh like a draft pick goes, I, I think late first. Um, I think he is worth a late first now that he has Justin Fields as his quarterback. Um, What I thought you meant by that question and what I originally was kind of running real quick was where he should be drafted in a dynasty startup. And I think the answer is late fourth, early fifth Um, in that range is where he should go. Um, And then the third question, what was the third one again?
1: Does it boost Justin Fields' value?
2: Oh, absolutely! How could it not? Um, I think, I think it's night and day between uh, Darnell Mooney, who was his wide receiver one, and DJ Moore. So, yeah, um, where does it boost it to? I think he's in the same range as Lamar Jackson and and Trevor Lawrence. Um, You know, he's, he's one of probably the two quarterbacks that could fall to me at the 10th pick overall. And and I would consider taking him If he is the guy that ends up falling that far.
1: Yep. Nope. Good points all around. I think I agree with you guys for the most part Um, in our last song, sticking again to the free agency news market. We're going to go with the opposite of Breaking Free and go to Chains Ooh. by Nick Jonas. Classic song from uh, the, I think maybe this is 2015, 2016. I'm now overusing classic.
0: Great times. But, uh,
1: solid song. Um, so, Brady, Tom Brady, the goat, is carrying a $35 million salary cap hit for the Bucks. Talk about keeping the Bucks in chains uh, hmm. obviously with that limited moves that the bucks can make so they're kind of tied down but there is news that they could be targeting baker mayfield what does mayfield do for chris godwin and mike evans value and two if mayfield goes to the bucks does it make them a contender in the nfc south
2: i'll answer this one first um so I think it's still possible that Godwin could be traded first of all um, to help make some room in that salary cap. But uh, as far as what they got right now with uh, Kyle Trask, it definitely improves uh, their value. Uh, I would much rather have Baker Mayfield under center than, than uh, Kyle Trask for Godwin and Evan's sake. Um, and then as far as making them contenders, absolutely not. I think the Bucks are the team that you can write off in the NFC South right now, um, especially with the Falcons still possibly maybe getting Lamar. I think that's still kind of a little
1: bit in the rumor Uh So They're taking mystery Falcons QB, mystery Carolina QB, and future Hall of Famer forgetter Derek Carr, without question, <laughs> putting Baker at the end of that list. Mm, I do. I think that AFC
2: South is the worst division in football for sure. Oh, I, I think that's yeah. a question. AFC, <laughs> AFC South is
1: is up for debate. AFC South is in yeah. contention.
2: Uh, maybe, yeah. The South needs to get with the program. Apparently, um, as far as professional football goes, but yeah, uh, they are getting two of the yeah. top quarterbacks in the draft. So, we'll we'll see. As of right now, I I think. Caroline is gonna get um either a stud rookie or they're gonna sell the pick and get something better. Um, I think the Falcons uh could could possibly get Lamar or get something better. Um we'll see. I, I think because Tom Brady has so much money locked up in that salary cap that the Bucks are kind of uh you know, tying themselves to the bottom of the pack right now.
1: MJ.
0: Yeah, man. Um i think baker would be the best case scenario for both those players um and honestly i feel like both those players honestly suit him better they're experienced and the major problem from this year for sure was the bucks line they had to pass I i think out of all the quarterbacks that could go there baker has through my experience watching him college play he has more of an ability to extend plays. And the problem is he gets a little bit too erratic outside of the pocket, throwing off balance instead needs to set his feet, then make the throw. But I do feel like Evans is one of those guys who actually will benefit. Um, it's one of those like, screw it. He's out there. Evans out there somewhere. And I think Auten Cade Auten, is going to be the, the sleeper pick here. I mean, we saw who benefited the most from the Rams, right? Tyler Higby, Right. I think he put up two straight tight end three finishes. I'm, I'm pretty sure top, like top three or top five finishes uh, when Baker was QB. So.
1: Oh, oh, not overall season.
0: No, no, no. Yeah. For the weeks. Yeah. Back to back week. Um, so we'll see. I'm actually really interested. I think this, this keeps some, both uh, entities uh, viable, Um, at least maybe for some spot starts here there for the right, you know, within the right setting. And how well do I think they do? Mm. I don't. I Yeah, they're definitely definitely one of the two worst league uh, uh, divisions in in the NFL. And uh, I mean, they all have losing records. I. That's such a hard question. Honestly, I don't think they can win it. I feel like the Saints. Oh man, you know what? I will give it. I will give the Saints and the Falcons finishing as the top two teams in this division. I don't think the Bucks or Panthers can do it, especially with the way their teams are out looking. Maybe hopefully the Bucks retain some of their defense. I know they they just uh resign one of their cornerbacks, Mm -hmm. So that's good. Maybe their defense can carry them. I mean, I just don't know how consistent that offense will be.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I think for me, it's, I don't know, almost more clear. Well, no, I guess it wasn't clear last year, but I think, (laughs) I think think the saints will be the best team in the division as much as I also talked about Derek Carr. I think, they got a solid, uh, solid core of receivers, solid quarterback and just consistently at least decent defense. So, um, yeah, no great answers. Um, MJ want to take us home.
0: Yeah, man. Um, thank you guys for your time today. i prepping for this episode. I was, I know all of us were really excited. Um, everyone we're going to continue with the random mfks while it's it's still currently quote unquote um off season um but it's not off off season for dynasty uh we're going to continue trying to provide the best content we hope you liked our newest uh additions to our newest segments um and really thank you for the support we're going to start picking things up again um and especially once we get some trades going listen everyone who listened to this, let's, let's be reasonable. Gino, come on. (laughs) Give it, give, give, throw us a bone, man. Um, but once again, just nothing but thanks, um, for everyone's time. And we're excited for this 2023 season. Uh, Scott. Yeah. Thank you
2: to all the listeners out there. If you're keeping up the listening in the off season, you, uh, you probably are as into fantasy football as we are and, probably are in a dynasty league or uh, joining us in our new startup coming up here. And uh, if you are, you know, good on you, you're getting a leg up on the competition and a leg up on us. Cause we're giving away some of our, uh, some of our strats, some of our thoughts. Um, so yeah, we appreciate you listening. Um, appreciate doing this with you guys every time MJ and Steven. Um, yeah. The, the, the random FKs. I think we, we have a lot of fun with that, especially since it's off season. So um and we haven't picked the same one yet we're gonna keep doing it without telling each other so we'll see i i, I got a feel like we're gonna pick the same one one of these times but uh yeah that's all i got steven
1: yep thanks guys for listening we really appreciate our six to nine really loyal listeners so keep on listening and tell your friends um we love doing this and looking forward to bigger and better things to come at you this year
0: all right yeah and uh with that everybody this is what's your fantasy fantasy football podcast oh we'll see you next time
1: sweet sweet fantasy baby